you're never completely ready to adopt a teen. For late nights writing English papers. For your teen's music taste. For dinners, where they talk more on their phone than with you. For the first time, they call you mom. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen, and you can't imagine the reward. To learn more about adopting a teen, visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Defending your right to say what you want, even if you're wrong. This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. Does everything have to be political now? I mean, your your ball game is political, depending on your sport. Uh, maybe your cup of coffee is political. Why do we have to have politics permeating our entire lives? I'm Mike Ferguson. Uh, thanks for making American Viewpoints part of your weekend. I'm joined now by uh, Scott Shepard. He is with the Free Enterprise Project. And Scott, thanks so much for the time today. And uh, I want to talk to you. I'm laughing because of your uh, headline of your op-ed, Woke Companies Stop Pandering to Millennials' Socialism Phase. So I love that that raises eyebrows right off the bat. But this is something that everybody's obviously taken notice of over the last few months is that Businesses are being told by activist groups and college students and protesters, you got to take a side. You've got some kind of duty or ethical or moral duty to take a side on these issues. What's your assessment of that? No, that's exactly right. There's a whole a whole combination of left-wing organizations and investment firms that have been trying for 20 years to push uh, American corporations into the left-hand lane of everything to get involved in politics, to get involved in social justice warriorship, to invent a terrible word, and to to just absolutely lock out people and ideas on the right to the point of uh, causing these companies to work very hard to continue to maintain the right to discriminate on the basis of viewpoint, to kick out uh, employees and suppliers who won't bow to their their new woke political standards. You know, this is the, the the left is the party of science and the party of experts. But these efforts are backed up by the worst arguments and theories and logic that you can imagine. One of the arguments that I hear constantly when I'm the lone conservative on panels, you know, it's me getting attacked by four liberals talking about how wonderful left-wing corporate participation is. I get I get told, well, you know, companies just have to do this because the millennials, gosh, the millennials are just so woke and they just they care so much about equity and the companies will just lose them forever if uh, if they don't go left forever. But the obvious response to that is, I mean, if you're a Gen Xer like I am, you you grew up listening to your parents generation talk about how lovely the 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 age of Aquarius was, the time of the hippies. And the, but by the time we were old enough to follow any of that, they'd all turned into yuppies. They'd seen what happened in the 70s. They learned that socialism and hugging uh, was not a way to run a, a country, and they voted for Reagan. And so we have to assume that they, like all generations in history, you know, go back to Churchill and Disraeli before that and all of these thinkers all the way back to Plato, will say that, you know, if you find a kid who's already a rock rib conservative, they're just heartless. But if you find somebody over the age of 30 who's still leftist, they're brainless. 
And we can't expect that the millennials are dumber than the boomers. So we fully have to expect, all of history teaches us, that these kids are going to grow up, figure out how the world works, and become conservatives. Is there a difference between a company going woke um, because of pressure from social movements and uh, boycotts? I mean, you know, conservatives have boycotted companies and, uh, you know, media projects and things like that in the past. Is there a difference between what's happening now and the old fashioned boycotts because we didn't like the what somebody was doing? Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a fairly big difference. Um, first of all, what we do on the conservative side against all of these organizations on the left is that we submit shareholder proposals to companies to try to get those companies to just stay in, stay neutral. You know, we're not trying to force them right. We're just trying to keep them out of politics uh, and, and to fight against this, this leftward drift. But when companies get pressured at the shareholder level, at these shareholder meetings, they get scared. And they respond more and more. And part of the effort by the left has been to stack boards of directors with actively openly leftist players, including chief diversity officers and the like, or, or people with that kind of background, whose only expertise is in wokeism. Right. And so they have a they have a standing representative from the, the land of woke on on these boards and they just push and push and push and accuse everybody who disagrees with all of their lunacy as racists and all. And so it is different and it is more powerful. And it's also more powerful because our group, you know, I'm not I'm not speaking with a wealth of evidence, but but anecdotally it seems to us that we're we have busy lives, we've got family to take care of, we've got commitments. Uh, and we're not enveloped in politics every minute of the day. So when we boycott things, they tend to fizzle. Disney didn't suffer because of the years of value voter boycotts. But boycotts tend to work. And as the right is going to get further and further pushed out by these organizations, if they're successful, one thing that we can all look to do is first to, to just drop organizations if we feel like they're stabbing us in the back or they're holding us down and, and Fox News might be a good after election night, Fox News might be a good choice for that. But also, as happened with Goya, the red bean company in the fall, if people actually, organizations, companies actually do stand up on our side, go buy a bunch of their stuff. Just keep that in mind. Boycotts tend to work more than and, uh, boycotts. But if you're done with a company, just be done with it. Don't take the moral stance. You've betrayed me, Fox News. We're done. So a lot of the movements, uh, whether it's Black Lives Matter or environmental movements or whatever the case is, they're arguing to these companies and like to say the sports leagues and athletes, you have a platform, you have a huge following, you have a responsibility to use that platform to make things better. And of course, they believe their side is making things better. What about the platform argument, so to speak, that if you are in the public eye or you're doing business or you have a big reach, you've got a responsibility to do X, Y, or Z. Well, I think, I think you, you nailed the, the fundamental problem with that. The, the people from the left think that they have an, an absolute duty to agree with, with the leftist positions. But these are also the, the people who are feeding the notion of cancel culture and who, since the election, sitting members of Congress have called for blacklists to make sure that people who dared to support the current administration can never work again. I mean, these people who just a few years ago 
were howling about the evils, and I agree with this, howling about the evils of McCarthyism have now fully embraced McCarthyism. But these companies, to embrace the idea that half and more of the country ought to lose their jobs and their civil, civil and civic standing because they dare to have opinions that, that aren't super radical, that's insane. People are going to remember this sort of thing, and it's going to hurt them desperately in the long run. You know, the millennials won't be gone forever because they didn't get super woke now. They will be gone forever if they get their parents fired. Scott, uh, let me uh, ask you for the 30-second elevator pitch on this because we just got a moment or so left. What do we do about it, or can we come back from where we are right now and let businesses just be business without everything being so darn political? Well, I'm afraid that our side is going to have to get more involved for a while. Protests and, and pickets and all of these things and gets on social media and lets its opinions be known and scares the companies. We're going to have to do the same for a while. We're going to really have to fight for, for a while to, to make it clear that we are watching too. All right. And people want to find uh, your, uh, co your commentary. It's again, woke companies stop pandering to millennial socialism phase. And you can find that at uh, nationalcenter.org. Where can we find you on social media or web or anywhere else, Scott? Yeah, well, I, I, that column is part of a weekly series at Town Hall Finance, finance.townhall.com. And uh, we're at the nationalcenter.org, lots of resources there. And specifically, I'm in the Free Enterprise Project, and I think that's just freeenterpriseproject.org, I think. But, uh, but we'd love to hear from you all, and, uh, and we'd love for you to get involved with us. Hey, Scott, thanks for the uh, insight. Um, I suspect that uh, you've either got people's blood pressure up a little bit or people nodding uh, ferociously in agreement, one or the other. I doubt there's somebody in the middle on this conversation. Well, I hope so, Mike, and thank you so much for, for the time and uh, the chat today. You are welcome, Scott. Just ahead here in about three minutes, why would anybody oppose a rule that supporters say is designed to keep prescription drug prices down to keep them cheaper for you and for grandma and grandpa. Well, we're going to talk to Phil Kirpin from American Commitment, and he believes that's looking at the short term, but the long term picture could be a lot worse if we don't get government out of some of this process. That's just ahead right here on American Viewpoints. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. FeedThePig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to start foraging wild berries. I was skeptical, but these are actually pretty good. You don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council.